0: Hey, what's up, everybody? For your fix of fitness, health, life, and laughs, you know where it's at. That's right, it's at the podcast with your host, yours truly, Adam Pullman. What's up, everybody, and welcome to uh, today's episode of the podcast. In this show, all of your health, fitness, and nutrition questions are answered. Today, we're gonna be talking about, I don't know what, because I lost the questions. Let me pull them up. My goodness, what is happening? Okay, here's what we're talking about. Today, we're gonna be talking about how many days you should work out. I've been getting a lot of questions about this, so we need to talk about it. We're also gonna go through some good warm-up exercises for golf. And lastly, we're gonna talk about CrossFit again. Is it good if you're trying to lose weight? So that's what we're talking about today. Uh, if you have a question that you want to send into the show, you can do that on Instagram. My handle is Adam underscore Pullman Fit. Uh, and every single Sunday, you'll see a box in my story that says, ask me a question. That is your green light to submit as many health, fitness, and nutrition questions uh, as you would like. And then if you want more free content, you can get that at PullmanFitness.com slash free. That's P-O-E. H-L-M-A-N-N fitness.com slash free. Alrighty. First question of the day is from, uh, oh boy. I don't know if I could ever pronounce that right. All right. Vasiliki Sava. I do not know. Vasiliki Vasiliki Sava 99. I'm so sorry. (laughs) I probably (laughs) butchered that so freaking bad. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> okay, hold on, let me pull it together. I'm so sorry. I have no clue. <laughs> Alright, okay. The question. I'm 21, 68 kilograms, five foot nine, and I want to lose uh wait. Can you tell me how many days I should go to the gym? Okay, so since being on the, t- the tiki-taki, as an old person like me would call it, uh, I've gotten a lot of questions that start with, I'm this age, I'm this weight, and I weigh this much. What should I do for this? This example, how many days should I work out? Uh, pretty much all of the questions that you ask, the answer has nothing to do with how much you weigh, your age, and your height, even how much you should be eating. Just because there is so much individual variance from person to person, That is so much more detailed than your height, age, and weight, because you can get two people with the same age, height, and weight, and they could have two completely different caloric needs. They could respond to workouts much differently. Um, So it all depends on the individual. So let's talk specifically on how many days you should go to the gym. Again, has nothing to do with your age, height, and weight, um, but more so uh, what your goals are. Okay, so there are there are different factors to take into consideration. One of those being what your goals are. Um, The second one being your progression, and the third one being your schedule and your lifestyle, okay? Now, they all kind of go hand in hand. You know, if one goes up uh, and the goal is more serious, for example, the lifestyle is going to suffer, okay? If the goal is less realistic and you're just trying to just be healthy overall, lifestyle might be a little better, okay? Uh, So, first factor, like I talked about, is uh, your goal, okay? Now, is your goal extremely serious, is it something where you want to drastically change the way your body looks in six months, okay? Uh, is it is it, I just want to lose, you know, a percent, 2% body fat in the next year? Those are two completely different things, okay? One is going to call for more dedication in the gym and in the kitchen, and the other one, not so much. So that's something to take into consideration, okay? The other part is your progression. If what you're doing allows you to progress, you're getting stronger week over week, you're seeing results or some sort of change every four weeks or so, physically speaking, um, then you should be fine, okay? Now, the goal there, though, because you might hear that and go, okay, well, the more I do, the more I'm going to progress. Well, not always, okay? What you want to try to do is do the least amount of work to elicit the most amount of change. That's your goal, okay, with that one. That's exactly what you want to do. So, if you're progressing the exact way you want to, working out three days a week, don't freaking change it. Don't be like, oh, I'm going to work out five days a week now, okay? Or don't say, well, that guy on Instagram uh, that's super jacked or that girl on Instagram that has a big old fat ass, uh, she works out seven days a week, so that's what I'm going to do. Don't do that, okay? You have to do what works for you, the least amount of work to the list to elicit the most amount of change. Then the other thing that plays a role <clears throat> is your, your lifestyle. You know, like do, do you want to be in the gym for 90 minutes six days a week? Or would you rather be in the gym for 45 minutes, three days a week? Okay, that's another thing to take into consideration. So my my summary point here, my my key takeaway is this. Do what allows you to be the most consistent, to hit your goals, to enjoy it, and what was the other part? And that fits within your schedule. Okay. If you have something that fits those three or four items. You should be okay. Now, like I said, as each one adjusts, the rest are going to adjust, okay? If your goal is far more serious, it fitting within your schedule or your lifestyle is going to suffer. You might have to say no to other things so you can dedicate more time to your goal and vice versa. So that's stuff to take into consideration. There is no one answer. I would first just start with whatever allows you to be consistent and whatever allows you to see strength change week over week. Next question is from Adventure Lank and the question is what are some good warm up exercises for golf now i will be um i will be up front although i have worked with a lot of sports specific clients uh, in the past golf has been um uh, the one, one of the sports i've worked with the least okay however there are a lot of similarities and crossovers between golf and baseball which is a sport that i used uh, that i that i coach people with constantly okay uh, specifically rotationally speaking there is a lot of rotation uh, involved and anti-rotation, okay? And that's just the muscles and the movement that control the rotation and stop the rotation in order to keep you from twisting all the way until your spine, you know, snaps in half, okay? So um, there's a lot of crossover there. There is a lot of shoulder, elbow, and overall arm health there. There's a lot of pelvis health involved with that, hip health, okay? There's also something that a lot of people overlook Which is the unilateral aspect of the sport. If you're playing golf and you swing left handed or right handed, you're doing that one motion, that one thing over and over and over and over. And you will create imbalances, okay, over the course of your career when you're doing that one side over and over and over again, unless you put a lot of work in doing that other side. I noticed, I mean, for me, I hit left handed, uh, I pitch left handed. So I'm doing everything rotating uh, from the left to the right, okay? I'm rotating clockwise constantly. Okay. Uh, not the other way around ever really. So I definitely notice, I still notice imbalances that I'm working on and trying to fix from years and years and years and years and years of dedicating my whole entire life to baseball. So having said that, what you want to do is make sure when you're warming up and when you're working out that you're getting both sides in. Okay. When it comes to rotation. You're rotating from right to left if that's how you swing. If you swing right-handed, you are rotating from left to right. If left-handed, you're getting the opposite side of that as well. Okay, um, so that's one thing to keep in mind. As far as specific exercises, I will I will list off a few that I really enjoy. Now, granted, me- remember this is a podcast. Okay, so this is just audio. Uh, I won't be able to describe it as well. You might be as well as you might be able to see it. I'm sure if you go into YouTube and you search these exercises or movements, you're going to find pretty good tutorials on uh, how to do them properly. OK, one of those exercises is uh, thread the needle. OK, so this one you are sitting on your you're, you're on your knees and you're on your hands. And what you're going to do is with your palm on the ground, you are sliding that hand through the other arm and knee that's on the ground. And you're trying to rotate and bring the sliding arms shoulder all the way to the ground as your trunk rotates. Then you're going to come back up to your uh, hands and knees and then do the same thing on the other t- on the other side that's going to kind of slowly allow that spine to open up a little bit to create some control in that rotation. That's one movement I really enjoy. Um, Any sort of kneeling chop, uh, standing chop, whether it's going down from your hip up to your shoulder or up from your shoulder down to your hip, those are great as well uh, because in golf especially, you're starting up high, you're swinging those hands down low, and you're finishing with them up high again. So not only getting that plane where you're rotating, okay, in, but also getting the plane that goes up and down, you want to get that in too. You want to get all those different planes of movement involved in your workouts. That way it translates and correlates well to your swing, and but also keeps you healthy. Okay. Uh, and as far as anti-rotation goes, I think one of the best movements out there is a standard palaf press. Okay. This is a, this is a movement where, um, you have a, something that's resisted. You have a, a cable and a handle, you have a band and you're away from the anchor. So there's some tension on it. And you start with that handle tight in towards your chest, okay? And you are facing, uh, let's see, perpendicular to the band, right? Do I have that right? Yeah. So <clears throat> if there was a line going from your, uh, from, from your backside uh, through your chest to the front of you, there's a line there, and then the band is the other line. If, you, if those two lines met, you want to be at a 90-degree angle. OK, so you're facing either left or right, depending on which side you're doing. And you're starting with that handle at your chest. You're slowly pressing out, keeping your shoulder blades back. And the tighter you have that band, the further out away from the wall that you are, you'll notice that the further those hands go out, the harder it is for your trunk to carry to to, to, to uh, move against that resistance to keep it still. So this is good isometric strength, good anti-rotational strength. Palaf press. P. I think it's P-A-L-L. Of, uh, If you Google that, you'll find some some great videos on there as well. So those are some movements that I really enjoy uh, to get your body primed and warmed up for golf and or uh, golf movements that you would be doing uh, in the gym. Right. Last question for today is uh, face ID unlock. OK, last question of the day uh, is <clears throat> from Sarah Swanson underscore Sarah, underscore Swanson. And the question is, is CrossFit good when trying to lose weight? I think the way I, uh, I, I worded this um, in the story was that if I was learning how to drive, um, actually, no, I think this was for if CrossFit was a good thing to start out with. Anyway, uh, basically what I said, if I was learning how to drive, I wouldn't want to go into a NASCAR race to try to learn, okay? Um, so, no. I don't think it'll definitely work because you probably weren't doing anything before. And then you immediately go into burning a lot more calories. So sure, it's going to work. But is it quote unquote good? I don't think so. Um, Because if you're you're not learning a lot about why you're doing the reps, why you're doing the sets, why you're doing the movements, it's going to be hard to take that and apply it outside of the classes that you're going to. Okay. Um, And I don't feel it's that sustainable. Uh, if I'm being 100% honest, and I still don't feel that they do a good enough job at, at um, introducing new people to complex movements. You want to know why? Because it's basically impossible. People will people will always tell you, "Oh yeah, come on in. We got about 20 to 25, maybe 30 people in a class. But if you haven't touched a barbell before, that's okay. We'll teach you how to do it." No, they won't. They're gonna try, but they're not going to be able to keep good eyes on you when you're doing complex movements like that because there are so many other freaking people in the class. I used to do group training. I Trust me, I understand how this works, okay? And the coach has good intentions. It's not like they're trying to screw you and just trying to get your extra buck. They just want to believe that they can, get the, that they can help you when, the, when they really can't. It would be far better if you're really that interested in CrossFit. It would be far better to find a CrossFit coach and be like, hey, can you coach me one-on-one? Teach me how to squat first and then teach me how to do an overhead press and then maybe if we get to it, we'll do some of the Olympic lifting. OK, um, but no, I don't think it's good if you're just trying to lose body fat. There are much more sustainable ways to do it without risking um, the learning curve of complex movements and as well as injury. If you are going too hard when you hadn't learned the proper, uh, extremely difficult form of those complex move- complex movements, all right? So when you're trying to lose weight, start basics. Just do resist- resistance training, hire a trainer or a coach for w- two sessions, two sessions, People say, oh, I can't afford a trainer. I'm never going to get a trainer. I can't afford that. You can afford two sessions. okay? If I did DoorDash for two days, that'll pay for far more than two training sessions with a trainer. You can definitely do that. Don't sit here and say you can't do that. okay? Then you go to the trainer, you hire them for two sessions and say, hey, shut your mouth about your training services. I don't give a shit. I don't want to buy sessions from you. What I want you to do is teach me how to do movements properly. Okay. I want you to teach me how to do a squat properly. I want you to teach me how to do a deadlift properly. And you know what? Two things are going to happen. One, that trainer is going to understand that if they do a really good job with you and teaching you how to do proper form, that you're always going to be the person that you can go to. Wait, that they're always going to be the person that you can go to for additional help. And if you do end up wanting training one day, you will go back to them and they will understand that. Okay. Or they're going to be extremely insecure. And they're just going to blow off the two sessions because, oh, it's not going to be a long-term paying client. And they're going to be morons. And then you're going to get someone else. Okay. And that's okay. You want that. You want the person that cares about you, cares about your health and your fitness. Because personal trainers, the main reason, personal trainers do not go into training to make freaking money. Trust me. We do not do it for the money. We do it because we want to help people reach their health and fitness goals because at some point health and fitness changed our lives. And what we want to do is have people experience the same thing. That's what we want to do. Sure, the flexible schedule is really, really nice too, but that's what we want to do for the most part. Now, there are a few bad eggs that are just trying to chase that money, but for the most part, you will find someone that genuinely cares. And if they're experienced and they have wisdom, they know that if they give you a lot of value, you'll likely trust them, you'll know them, and you'll like them. And so if you need something, you'll go back. Okay, so hire a trainer for a couple sessions. Say, hey, I want to work on squat and I want to work on bench press today. I want you to show me show me proper form so I know how to apply weight and resistance without getting hurt. Then tomorrow, I want us to do uh, deadlifts and I want us to do overhead press. And then we'll work on those four main movements and uh, that way I can feel confident in the gym because you can take a lot of other movements in the gym and they kind of stem off of those four main movements. Okay, if you learn how to have body awareness and control in those four main lifts, you're almost good to go. Well, I can't say that, but you're close. You're going to have a lot more body awareness, a lot more control, a lot more proprioception to feel confident in the gym, especially with adding weight to those movements. All right. So that's what I recommend you do. If you're just trying to lose weight and you're like, oh, cross, don't do CrossFit. Okay. I am I don't have any beef with CrossFit. Okay. I just have beef with uh, a, a learning driver going into a NASCAR race. All right. So. That's all I got for you guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, If you enjoyed this episode, spread the love, share it with your friends and family. If you're on Spotify, hit that button on the top right that has the three dots, then hit share. Then you can share it to any platform uh, that you would like or just text it to your friends. And then if you are on Apple Podcasts, it's not as seamless, but if you leave a rating and review, um, that would be a massive, massive help right now. Uh, we would greatly appreciate it. So if you feel it's worthy, please leave a five-star rating and review, letting your friends and family know uh, what they think of the show. All right, guys? And if you want more free content, free fitness information, you can get all of that for free, free guides, free articles at PullmanFitness.com slash free. That's P-O-E-H-L-M-A-N-N Fitness.com slash free.